You knew the job was dangerous when you took it, Fred. I have a question. Shh, be respectful the, uh, of me. You can act like a man. He's colossal, stupendous. One might even go so far as to say he's mediocre. I guess I should salute you as a worthy adversary and all that, but the truth is, I really did hate your guts. This is a single storm podcast. As you all know, Congressman Kevin McCarthy has been ousted from his position as Speaker of the House. And it was it was over, among other things, overspending spent that the rampant, uncontrolled spending. Now, why did it focus on spending? Well, it, I shouldn't say it was just that you all know it was it was Hunter Biden, the Biden investigations. By this time, the Democrat socialists had subpoenaed and gotten Don Jr., up to testify before their committees three times. And there has not been one subpoena issued for Hunter Biden, even though we all know Hunter Biden's potential crimes uh, all are all linked to, to Beijing Biden, his dad, the current occupier of the Oval Office. So that was a factor. But a lot of this results around spending. And what do I mean by that? The Republicans that control the House, according to the Constitution, the House of Representatives that's where all spending originates. So there's a, a modicum of constitutional power that is there in the House of Representatives. To date, the Republicans have not used that power to get any of their priorities uh, passed or to stop the Democrats' profligate and irresponsible spending. They've just not. That's where they've had the power. That's when what I call inflection points. That's where these inflection points came up and the, the Republicans punted. Now they're going to tell you, well, we passed a parent's bill of rights. Yeah. And then it died in the Senate because it wasn't part of a must-pass bill. Oh, we passed the repeal of the 87,000 IRS agents. Yeah, but it wasn't part of a must-pass bill, which is the spending stuff. This is, this is where the Democrats get their power. It's what they love. They love spending other people's money. So that's where you're your leverage is, and the Republicans have not used it. As a matter of fact, uh, spending has only increased under the Republicans. The Republicans have put their rubber stamp on all the Democrats' profligate spending. So because of this and, and some other reasons, Kevin McCarthy is no longer Speaker. Uh, Matt Gates triggered the vacate the chair uh, agreement that they came with. It only takes one member of Congress to do that. And they voted, and eight Republicans would not side with Kevin McCarthy, so he's out. And you know what they were saying, folks, before, before McCarthy was voted out. We, we can't do this. We've got a lot of work to do. We've got to, we've got to get to work. It's urgent that we, we not disrupt our work. You know, the work they didn't get done before the August recess, the 12 appropriations bills. Get, there's the money again. They didn't do their work. Oh, but now we've got to get to work. Now, now we've got to govern by emergency well, you know what they did? As soon as Speaker McCarthy was voted out, they were so urgent and ready to get to work. The Speaker pro tem sent all the members of the House of Representatives home. That's how urgent it was. You know, oh, we got all this business. Oh, no, our Speaker's been removed. Now we got to go home. Very, very urgent. Now, one of the architects of all this massive, uncontrolled spending, which has benefited communist China, 
has been uh, Mitch McConnell over in the Senate. Now, typically the Senate doesn't like to, to weigh in unless you're a big a-hole like Mitch McConnell is. They don't want to weigh in on what happens in the House. And Mitch McConnell decided, you know, it only took him a couple of days before the pro-Democrat caucus was chirping up. I have no advice to give uh, to House Republicans except one. I hope whoever the next speaker is gets rid of the motion to vacate. I think it makes the speaker's job impossible. Yes, it all depends on what that job is. The speaker's job is to deliver for the American people. And if the speaker's job isn't focused on doing that and is focused on delivering for, you know, all of his political cronies or all of uh, all of you folks there in Washington, D.C., if they think that's their job, then, yes, the, the motion to vacate would get in the way of that job. However, if if the speaker is doing the will of the American people, then they don't have anything to worry about on the motion to vacate. See, this is Mitch McConnell, folks, uh, saying that. He doesn't want accountability in between elections. He wants to be able to screw and wants politicians to be able to screw us over without being interrupted. You know, and besides, they only got enough bandwidth to get out there, you know, every two years or every six years and BS the American public. This is Mitch McConnell openly saying, I don't think there ought to be any accountability between elections. And frankly, folks, because of the caliber of politicians we have, i.e. Mitch McConnell, because they're lying, they're untrustworthy, and they're in it for other reasons other than for the benefit of the American people. Because of that, we need we need a mechanism to hold these shrubs accountable in between elections. Mr. McConnell continued. And the American people expect us to have a functioning government. No, the American people expect the government to be functioning for them. Not a functioning American government to do the government's own bidding, the government's own purposes, the government's own aggrandizement, the government's own enrichment. They, the American people want the government to work in their best interests. Sorry, Mitch, you've not been doing that. With $33 trillion in debt, you've not been doing that with prioritizing Ukraine. You've not been doing that by making sure the, the borders remain open uh, and helping out Beijing Biden do that. You've not been doing that by enabling Beijing Biden to continue the crime wave across the United States. You've not been doing that by making sure that the FBI and the DOJ are fully funded to continue to target uh, Americans, innocent Americans. So shut up on that. You got anything else to say? On the Senate side, we need to get our as many appropriation bills passed as possible. Uh-huh. Okay, the appropriations bills, that's called regular order, folks. Now, the reason why, one of the reasons why Kevin McCarthy is out is because he failed. He failed to produce 12 appropriations bills required by law by June. They didn't do it before the August recess because they were they were screwing around. They were screwing off. So they didn't do their job. Now, they did get 70% of those bills done, just so you know. You know how much Mitch McConnell and Chuck Toomer have teamed up to do over in the Senate? They've got 0% of the bills done. Zero in appropriations. And by the way, like I mentioned, Mitch McConnell is one of these architects of this fake budget bastardization of funding the government. He, he's one of the brain children that, that foisted this piece of crap on us. And you know what the omnibus spending does, folks? You know what the continuing resolutions do? Everybody comes in with their wish list and they, they 
put everything in there. Everybody gets everything. Democrats, Republicans, everybody, everybody gets everything. All their lobbyists, all the, in, in one big steaming pile of crap. And then they go to all their members who have not been paying attention because they've been, again, screwing around, screwing off all year long. And they say, you must pass this or else the government will shut down. Dun, dun, dun. It's governing, sorry, ruling by emergency. And Mitch McConnell has been one of the primary architects of that. So no wonder he doesn't want accountability between elections. More about this profligate spending coming up on the Salcedo Storm podcast. And now a word from our sponsor. Does the state of the economy have your head spinning? Let American Medical Plans relieve one burden, health insurance. American Medical Plan specializes in under 65 health insurance plans that have zero co-pays and no deductibles. You choose your doctors, you choose your hospitals. These plans have nothing to do with your income and are 30 to 60% less than Obamacare. If you're paying too much for your own health insurance, call American Medical Plans. You deserve better. They will customize a plan managed and chosen by you, not the government. A liberty-loving American takes on Washington, Hollywood, and the whole media establishment. He's Chris Salcedo. Join his fight. Tune in to The Chris Salcedo Show every weekday afternoon on Newsmax. Everybody's got an agenda, right? And in America, for the time being, that's okay. But I think folks would be stupid to fund an agenda that doesn't align with their own. Patriot Mobile can help you with that. When you make the switch to Patriot Mobile, you're going to get an industry-leading coverage guarantee. You're going to get all kinds of discounts for our first responder heroes and our veterans. But you're also going to be supporting a company that supports your values and donates to your values. And there's an added bonus. You'll also be supporting me, your liberty-loving Latino. Every single person who goes to patriotmobile.com storm and makes the switch, you support the Salcedo Storm podcast, keeping my voice independent. Hey, I worked for a company that changed the rules in the middle of the game. I couldn't talk about the issues important to you. It was then I realized my voice needed to be independent. I think Tucker Carlson's discovering that too. Head to patriotmobile.com storm. Make the switch today. Use my promo code storm, get free activation, and stop funding the woke crowd call 972 patriot or go to patriotmobile.com slash storm why get your news from people who don't share your values get news stories from texas scorecard we provide real news for real texans go to texasscorecard.com today the overspending in this nation is out of control 33 trillion dollars in debt and continuing adam brandon is the president of freedom works a grassroots center dedicated to Serving the American people, responsible governance, responsible taxation, free markets, personal liberty, and the rule of law. Adam, welcome back. Hey, thanks very much for having me. During the continuing resolution fight, Senator Chuck Toomer putting out a statement saying that, well, we, we may have a deal. And, and I know why he does this, because he, he likes to send the signal to conservatives like me that, hey, uh, the Republicans are about ready to cave again. What are you hearing? Well, I tell you what, I'm hearing so much, and let's just take a quick step back of where we are. At, yeah, at the end of the month, end of the month, we run, there's, there's no legislation that keeps the government open. But what does that mean? Well, we're only talking about discretionary spending, so we're talking about, let's just say, 25, if you want to round up, 30% of the total budget. So most of the government, 70-plus percent, is going to continue to function. Social Security checks go out, core, you know, most essential functions. I mean, most government is just Social Security and Medicare, so that's where the majority of the money is going to be spent. So we're talking about a very small part of the pie. 
and that's what gets shut down, but not even all of that gets shut down uh, because you don't have these bills that basically authorize spending. So Republicans can't find a way to get the 218 to something they agree upon, and even if they did, it still has to get negotiated through the Senate and passed by the White House. So even if Republicans can come together, um, the chances that the Senate and the White House veto are that are pretty strong, which means if I'm a betting person, I'm going to the window and I'm putting a big bet that we are going to have a government shutdown. The, the question is, how long will it last and what kind of deal? Because is there going to be Republicans figure out something they're going to advocate for or the big rumor in town? And this is the big deal that's happening is there's been unnamed, but at least five to ten Republicans. Some of them are kind of talking a little bit louder now um, who have potentially struck deals with Hakeem Jeffries and the Democrats to use a parliamentary trick called a discharge petition. Yep. Where if Democrats all act together, you only need five Republicans to vote with them and they could actually circumvent the Speaker of the House. Essentially, it would become a Democratic takeover of the House of Representatives. That is that the possibility we see something like that happen is growing by the minute. Yeah. And of course, those Republicans would be sacrificing their electoral futures for the Democrat Party, because, as you know, Republicans believe in sacrificing their own voters to the Democrats. It's kind of a ritual up there on Capitol Hill. It's actually a ritual here in Texas, too, in the Texas State House. But, um, yes, I'm, I'm hearing all of that. And, you know, my In my mind, it's the House of Representatives, according to the Constitution, is where all spending originates. The House Correct. should should have produced their 12 spending bills. They should have been working on this. I, I hate this governing by emergency because it's it's allowed so much garbage and crap Amen. to be to Amen be sh- to shoved down our throats. So that I mean, I, I would I would shudder to think that Kevin McCarthy was following the Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell model of governing by emergency and collusion with socialists. But I mean, wh- why wasn't this on the docket much sooner than after the August In recess? June. Yeah, ex- we knew this was going to be coming. This was not a surprise. I know. I know. We knew these dates are coming. And so to wait to the last minute is one of the oldest parlor tricks in Washington. And then we can create this omnibus crap sandwich that we ask everyone to vote up or down or we shut the government down. It's and an emergency. Republicans, it's an emergency. You go back to the speaker's fight at the very beginning of the year. The whole thing was about returning to regular order. The whole thing was about we're going to pass a 12 appropriations bills, one bill at a time, the way it was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Now, we haven't done that successfully since 1996. Just think of that, 1996. But it's high time you get back to that because, you know what, when we do it this way, what's really happening is you're taking bricks out of the foundation of our republic. You are actually, you're, you're actually degrading the power of Congress when you govern this way. And without Congress, Congress is the ultimate check on, on the White House. And so you, you, you make Congress just this weak little body that it can't stand up to the other branches of government. Our very system then gets eroded, and um, nobody wants that. That's how this all. That's how this American experiment ends in a dictatorship. If, you, if Congress fails to do its job, and that's exactly what omnibus represents: dictatorship. Uh, three or four individuals 
or their staffs getting into a room, creating, as you said, the crap sandwich, and then saying, vote for it, it's an emergency. You don't want to shut down the government, do you? Government's all important. Government's the center of our universe. Government is everything. And this mindset, instead of focusing on what's good for our people, is... um, is one that is is dangerous. And again, as you're, as you're right, it leads to the fall of the republic and the rise of a dictatorship. Here's Congressman Matt Gates putting everything in proper perspective, as he typically does. Listen. You are your record. And our record in this country right now is $33 trillion in debt facing $2 trillion annual deficits. We're in so much debt. We're driving up deficits so fast. We are devaluing American money so rapidly that in America today, you can't even bribe Democrat senators with cash alone. You need to bring gold bars to get the job done, just so that the bribes hold value. Yeah, just, just so the bribes can hold value, because the Congress has so devalued the country, that has so devalued our currency, that you've got to bring on some real gold to be able to bribe your senator effectively, of course, referring to Menendez. Uh, but he's right on a substantial level, isn't he? He is, and the number that I like to point out is 10 years from now, not not 50 years, not 25 years, 10 years. Most of your listeners should be still alive at this point, and they've got kids and they've got grandkids. We're going to be hitting $50 trillion in debt in less than 10 years. Try that one on. That is, so when you're talking about cuts and spending and budgets, we're living in the salad days right now. We're only $33 trillion in debt. In just a few years, we're at $50 trillion. And the cuts that are being discussed right now, no one would notice these cuts. These aren't even that big a cut. This does nothing to solve that problem. But the point is, how are you going to be able to, to do anything, to cut anything, if well, you can't even get cuts of this size? They're, not, they're not cuts. They are reductions in the rate of overspending. And, and I think we've got to get our language right on this. Yeah. It's not spending. It's overspending. They're not cutting anything. They're reducing the rate of overspending. And then it, I would be thankful. I'd be praising God for an actual real cut, meaning spending less money next less year than we, less, yeah. Yeah, than we did this last year. So At, to, to get out of 50, if we're going to avoid this $50 trillion in debt, we're going to have a lot of hard conversations and, uh, and frankly, this is just the first serious round of actually getting their hands on it. And you know, Republicans, they got to decide what they're for. It, it, one of the things I always like to point out to people is about 30% of the country is Republican conservative, about 30% is liberal Democrat, 40% is independent. Overwhelmingly, independents, they want to see fiscal responsibility. They want to see it. And so this is a great way for Republicans to expand the pie. This is a great way for Republicans to reach out to millennials because it's amazing to me, these millennial voters who are in their 30s and 40s now, they're the ones that are going to be paying this debt. Yep. Overspending is unsustainable, folks, at our current rate. The Democrats know it. The Republicans know it. But again, I don't believe we have a majority of grownups on Capitol Hill to tackle this problem. Adam Brandon is our guest. He is the president of FreedomWorks. Let's pivot to how other nations are faring, uh, economic decline in Europe, economic decline in China. And we all know why China, it, their economic decline is being fostered because their population is aging and they aborted themselves into a demographic crisis. And that's why they're getting so belligerent uh, militarily right now, because they know they're at their apex and it's all downhill yep. for them now. And there's an economic component to all of this. What is it? 
Well, that's very true. I mean, Europe is shrinking. Their economy is shrinking in real terms. Uh, there is a great statistic that uh, just in a few years, if you go to Europe in 2035, the gap between the United States and Europe is the same of the gap between Japan and Ecuador today. So, in, you know, 10, 15 years, you go to Europe, it's going to be visiting your poor cousins. But, but I, you know, <laughs> we're kind of heading in the same path that they are right now. And they just overregulated their economy. Their population is stagnant and shrinking. And, um, and they went down this green energy vortex. And you, you know, it's hard to produce things if you're using windmills and you don't have stable, reliable, cheap power. So we're making a lot of the bad decisions they've made. We just haven't fully made them yet. But that, that becomes a lack of growth. And, and the way, one thing that's happening with this inflation is I've been complaining about debts and spending since I came to Washington. I'm a spending guy. That's why I'm here, to fight spending. But we've never really felt the pain of all this spending. It's all just been numbers. Like, but come on, guys, a few trillion dollars. Like, it doesn't make a difference to me. When you look at the, at the interest rates now, this, these interest rates are a direct reflection of this spending. And so everything is going to get more expensive. It's going to get more expensive to move if you want to buy a house. And I think a lot of your listeners are going to have to buy a car sometime in the next few years. Try financing a $40,000 car, which is about your average price now, at 7% interest. Huh. Yeah. That's a major financial blow. But that's because what's going to happen in the future when we have $50 trillion in debt, you're going to have to compete with the government for finance. Yeah. Think of that. You yeah. you go into your Ford dealership to buy a car. You're competing with the feds for that money from the bank. Well, and so everyone's got to pay a premium. And that's going to be paid for with lower standards of living. And imagine the interest rate being somewhere where it is now with a $50 trillion balance and what the interest payment on that will be. And if, and if you every percentage point you go up, on interest rates to cool the Democrats inflation, which they will they will be putting us into a, a cycle that will continue inflation, 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 and our value of our, of our dollar getting less and less and less. And then and then all the money that you're paying in taxes just to finance the ballooning debt because we weren't our country wasn't intelligent enough or stable enough to elect grownups. And, hey, you and, know what's scary? Yeah. This is one of those other gut check moments in just a couple of years. What are we spending? spending more on interest than we do national defense. Wow. We're on interest. We're going to be spending more on not even paying down our national credit card. We're just paying more on the, on the interest on the credit card than we do for nuclear bombs, for tanks, and for men and women in uniform. Think about that. And think, how are you going to be able to take care of those men and women when you're that broke? It gets hard. This is real. This fight is real. This is the beginning of a national debt emergency and uh, we're kind of sleepwalking through it right now. And I just wish that, you know, God bless these members of the House that are standing up saying, we're trying to get something done here. I just wish the rest of them start to understand that. Uh, and I think they do know it. That's the thing. They're just too cynical to actually have a real honest conversation. Well, when you're, Pel- when you're Pelosi and you're McConnell and you're Schumer, you're like, well, this is going to be, I- I'm going to be long dead by the time that uh, my great-grandchildren, my grandchildren, have to deal with the crap sandwich that I've dished up to them. So what do I care? That's that politics, but that's not moral. That's not just. I know. The, that, this is a moral thing. It I is, know. moral to pass all of this debt down to future generations and say, hey, guys, you're young and you're trying to start your families and your careers, but <laughs> good luck. Here's a bunch of interest in debt. You, you, good luck at it. 
I mean, that's effectively what we are telling people. That is effectively what is happening. And, and look, I, I think you're starting to see a consensus. I mentioned the independents. The independents, they want to see this done too. This is a win. This is not only good politics cutting spending, which people say is the third rail. It's not. But it's, it, this is good policy that yep. makes good politics. Indeed. Adam Brandon, president of FreedomWorks. If folks want to support what you do, Adam, where can they go? FreedomWorks.org. But if there's one thing everyone does today, pick up your phone and call your congressman and your senator and tell them no more of this debt spending. Yeah. No more overspending. No more governing by emergency. It's time to get real. And if they don't want to be a grown-up, Tell them to resign. Adam Brandon, thank you very much, man. Appreciate the time, as always. That's going to do it, everybody, for the Salcedo Storm podcast. Do me and yourself a favor. Check out TexasScorecard.com. That's one website I want you to go to. If you're looking to bring accountability to Texas government, that's where you need to go to get rid of all of these pro-Democrat Republicans who have been selling us out low these many years. Also, check out ChrisSalcedo.com. You go to ChrisSalcedo.com, you'll find all of our social media hookups, and you will find the Chris Salcedo shows on AM700, KSEV, The Voice of Texas, simulcast on Rumble, simulcast on Newsmax 2, and you'll also find us on Newsmax 1 in the afternoon, the television show. That's where you find us 4 o'clock Eastern until 5, Monday through Friday. Until we visit again, my friends, remember this. Society's worth isn't measured by how much power is stolen by government. Its worth is measured by how much power is reserved for you and me, we the people. You stay safe out there, my friends.